What's going on? There we go again. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. My name's Gwen. And this is Sunny. And my phone. <laughs> and on today's episode, tonight's episode, as we say here at Comics Collective, it is another episode. <laughs> And on this episode, we are going to be talking about Aaron Taylor, Aaron, Ta- Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver. Christy. As Craven the Hunter in his own spinoff series. And then we're also going to be talking about the MGM and Amazon deal that has happened along with what comic book we have read. But before we go ahead and hop into that, I want you to pull out your phones, pull out your tablets, pull out your laptops, pull out another electronic device, pull out your printer and see if you can get on Facebook on your printer. Uh, Go to Facebook. (laughs) Palm Pilot. There we go. No Blackberry. (laughs) Pull out your Blackberry. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, (laughs) TikTok. Uh, comics collect i3 on twitter and tiktok and on instagram and facebook comics collective let's go ahead and get into this boys uh i think the biggest topic of tonight is going to be talking about amazon and the mgm deal um how's everybody feeling about what direction this is going to take so first off, I guess we need to preface that uh, Amazon just bought MGM, uh, kind of. Uh, so I think they need to go through the court system to determine that it's not like I guess that everything's on the up and up that they're not creating like a like a, a vacuum, I guess, within the the market. Because mm-hmm. that's right. how everything goes. I mean, even when Disney acquired Fox, they had to determine whether that was going to be too much of a mar- like I guess a market share for them. <sighs> Um, I, I'm I'm interested. Um, because Amazon has said with this deal that they were very interested in in getting into the uh, see. Unlike Netflix until recently, uh, Amazon's never had um a problem with going to theaters for their movies. Yeah. Um. And so what this is going to create is that they're going to have a backlog of content because, I mean, God, I, we could go on and on and on for hours. But one of the biggest things that are coming out soon is the James Bond franchise now going to be owned, owned by Amazon. Um, not even to mention the backlog of like Sound of Music and, you know, big classics like that. Um, Casablanca, I think, is also with MGM Titanic, maybe. They have they have a lot. They have a lot of big back catalog. Um, so so if anything, I think this is great for Amazon because this is now a new market for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to see how they handle it because although they have a streaming service, that's not necessarily the same as getting into the movie business when it comes to taking your stuff to theaters. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, Nick, uh, how, how do you feel about this? Do you think this is going to mean anything significant for uh, either MGM or Amazon? I know that they're they're keeping MGM Studios, so they're not going to like roll it into Amazon. They're not going to be like Amazon Studios now. I think that at some point we're going to jump on that train, though. I don't think it's going to be called Amazon Studios. I don't think they're going to change the name per se, but I think things are definitely going to change. And uh, it may not be right away. 
mm-hmm. think they're going to try to try to you know bring people in and keep people aboard. But at some point, I mean, it's just Amazon's just a giant that taking over taking over yeah. everything. You know, it, it's really interesting. I, I was I've been just listening to constant videos about this all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting thing of note. I don't say it's been its entire lifespan, but for the majority of MGM's lifespan, including present day, they have never been profitable. Really? Yeah, that drive that that blows my mind because, of course, you know, it's a lot of, you know, with a movie, you borrow money and then with the box office returns, I guess you pay that back and then see what you have left, which is your profit. Mm. But I, I guess whatever big hits that they have have never offset their misses. I guess. <laughs> well, I bet you next year or a year from when this deal finally closes, we'll hear in the news MGM's first profitable year. I ever. wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't I be mean, surprised. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I yeah. have a fear, a fear, and I'm pretty excited to see what is to come, but. I would say mostly a fear of what's going to happen and what Amazon has in store for taking them over. Yeah. So, uh, so Sonny, I have a question for you. Um, so we remember, I mean, now I think we have, we're finally out of when Disney, when Disney acquired Fox, they had, they still had films that Fox had developed and had to put out. Yeah. And then Disney took a big hit on, on like most of those movies. Those movies, for the most part, were not profitable for them. Yeah, like new. Do you think the same thing might happen? Yeah. Do you think the same thing will happen with MGM? Um, depending on what they have, can can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Depending depending what they have coming down the line, because the only thing so far I know that um, MGM has is James Bond, Creed. Um, what is this? Yeah, shit, that's it. Seemed like oh, and Hannibal. If they ever do another Hannibal movie, oh, those movies. Yeah. If they, you know, if they ever do those shits, but they can, I could see them doing spinoffs for James Bond because they're gonna have the one character from the movie, the new Double O Seven. I can see her getting her own franchise to do something and possibly doing another mm-hmm. James Bond or whatever the hell. Um, opening that world up some more for people to come out and be, do more characters. We can go back to Goldeneye and shit and have 006 and have his movie and, you know, just a whole brand new universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it can happen. Yeah, we've seen I really crazy, wouldn't be shocked if we saw some shit. spinoff TV shows. <laughs> I mean, look at Fast and Furious. They got nine movies and one spinoff, but yeah. they got more movies coming soon. So, is it can happen? It We've seen it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit, I'm waiting for Tyrese to get his own goddamn movie. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's interesting. I I keep having to remind myself that this is mostly just so they can acquire, I guess, their backlog. Yeah, the backlog um, has a uh, Rain Man gone yeah. with the wind. Um. The Birdcage, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a favorite of mine. Um, Legally Blind, uh, The Thomas Crown Affair, Poultry Guys, Get Shorty, Jeepers Creepers. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Moonstruck, but that's like a share movie, though. Oh, in 2001, A Space Odyssey. I didn't realize that was MGH. MGM, not MGH, MGM. He's <laughs> Didn't even know that shit was that. Oh, and Ben Hur, too. Jesus Christ. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they got a deep library. Wow. They do. They do. And I imagine that's probably why they bought MGM more so than the prospect of future movies, which should be fine. But people love returning yeah. to older movies and them having to fold that, them being able to fold that in Amazon Prime is probably going to be really profitable for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially now. Definitely. I mean, people love their throwback movies and their 90s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 90s, it's 80s crazy nostalgia. work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. going off on a tangent for a minute, but um, kind of related to the whole 90s nostalgia thing. Uh, so I just got on to uh, Jamie, <laughs> I just got on to uh, Jamie Kennedy's uh, podcast on Spotify, and uh, he thinks oh, wait, wait, it's wait. so sorry, Jamie Kennedy's still around. Jamie right. Kennedy is 50 years old and yeah. Yes. Yeah. What? So uh so yeah, he started popping up on YouTube for me and I started okay. following his podcast. But he had a really, really good episode about conventions because he was talking about um he was interviewing a guy who's like the biggest like talent manager for like any kind of convention. And they explain how like Norman Reedus like blew up through the convention circus as a circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, oh, I thought it was really shit. interesting. Um, well, yeah, I was going to get to that, but yeah, he, him <laughs> and like Norman Reedus and the two other guys from Boondock Saints apparently were like at empty booths and then like Walking Dead came out and like the next year it was like they couldn't contain the lines. It was nuts. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was just really interesting because he was talking about the nineties too and how, uh, the talent manager said that now is like the renaissance for everyone in the 90s to get nostalgic like it was for the 80s, like just a couple of years ago. And yep. so, you know, Jamie Kennedy, who's only like 50 and did scream when he was in like, I think he was like 20 or 21, uh, like got so. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, he was like, God, yeah, that's right. So like now that that crew of people and like the scream franchise and things like that they're now the up and coming people that you want to see at convention circuits which is really funny because even jamie kennedy's like um i forget how oh how the talent manager explained it which is really funny to think about he is he's like we're just as far away right now to the 90s as in the 90s you were to the 1970s where people are really excited about like you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, um, it's really like weird. Groundhouse shit. Like in the 2000s, people was all into yeah. Groundhouse stuff. And that was like in the 70s and 60s and shit. Like just those hard, yeah. gritty movies. And then when we was in the 90s, we wanted to see all the 70s. Like, yeah, for me anyway, in the 90s, we wanted to see all that pimp shit. Like, you know, Superfly and all those different movies and shit. And all the gangster <laughs> movies. So, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause my son, all he does is watch like uh, yeah, it's scary to think about. He all he watches is like all those old nineties things. I told him about wedding singer today. He's like, "What's that?" He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch that this weekend." I said, "Okay." <laughs> like, yeah, people, the kids love that shit. Yeah, 
They love it. Every generation. So interesting. (laughs) But anyway, let's I guess we should take a a hop across the studio pond here and talk about Sony for a minute. While while we're on the topic of movies. Uh, So Aaron Taylor Johnson of uh, of kick ass fame, uh, who also has played Quicksilver in the MCU, is now going to be playing another comic book character. I'm seeing a recurring theme. These actors or actresses returning for different roles for comic book roles. Um, but uh, Sony seems to be ramping up. They want to actually create that Spider-Man universe that we didn't get with the last iteration of Spider-Man movies. Uh, and so we're seeing things that are coming out. Uh, first, first things that we've seen so far are Venom from the Spider-Man universe without any really any acknowledgement of Spider-Man. Uh, soon we're going to be getting Morbius. Uh, now it looks like we're getting Craven the Hunter for some reason. Um, I couldn't tell you why in the world this was ever appealing to anybody in the studio world, but Aaron Taylor Johnson has now been cast as Craven the Hunter. I mean, I want to see. I want to see, see him who? in. I want to see him in Spider Man. Yes. Like in Spider Man, but I don't understand what they're doing here. I guess they're going backwards, and it's just like let's do a a universe where we introduce all our villains and then bring Spider Man, a brand new one. Yeah, that'll work. Maybe I I can see them doing that shit though. Like, like having two Spider Man. I can see. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just not understanding that, like, for me personally, reading a villain one shot in comic books feels a lot different than doing a whole multi-million dollar movie franchise based off of a guy who feels like he should be running around in the jungle, but is actually in New York. And it just sounds delusional. And I was never a really big fan of Craven, but I'm a big fan of the actor. But he hasn't done stuff in a while. I mean, at least for Morbius, it makes a little more sense and it's a little more appealing for people who don't know who Morbius is, you know, vampires. I mean, that's all you really got to say. It's Marvel and it's vampires done. People are like, oh, yeah, sold. Uh, But but a mustached guy running around New York chasing down Spider-Man. Usually, I I don't know what he does without Spider-Man. That's that's my thing. I've never like Craven's whole existence has been chasing Spider-Man. Right. That was the whole you know, reason for his creation. He's, he's had some like <clears throat> he's had some like conflicting things with like a girl he's been in love with, but also he's crazy. But oh, Calypso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He's he's integral to Spider-Man. So I'm really not understanding what we're going to do with the solo movie where Venom has been in tons of solo stuff. I can't say Craven, Craven has ever had a thing of just his own ever for anything. Nope. <laughs> nope. It, like you said, it, it always surrounds yeah. Spider-Man. Always. So they and said it, that this one's going to be connected to Spider-Man because they're working on some kind of Spider-Man adjacent universe. I hate using that term universe because it's not a universe. It's just New York City. But <laughs> right, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. I read that, and I'm not 100% sure if this was positive, but I read that they were working the Sony Spider-Man universe into the MCU. 
That's, um, that's something I read too. It was, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I don't know what like they're the, doing because like, considering like that they the, were so hostile about giving Spider-Man back of any capacity back to, to Marvel Studios. Well, so I'd I be guess surprised. what happened was they were just like, hey, but somebody came in and was like, we can all make money. Let's do this. You know, and just have your characters appear in our movies mm-hmm. and, and vice versa and do it that way, which makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, it's a no brainer because mm-hmm. they're going to get that money. And it's like, it. it's like we were talking about before where people are just like, they're essentially saying, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. When they can oh, just it, be like, we're both, right. we're both the best. Let's right. let's it's make more money contest. than we would mm-hmm. separate. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. That's what I hate too. Is that like DC doesn't have this problem because DC was smart in the '90s and didn't sell off all their character rights. But whatever, we wouldn't have Marvel Comics as it is if they didn't do that. So right. I can't yeah. be too mad about it. But um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't understand that. Like all these studios were competing for projects. Marvel Marvel Studios became top dog and proved steadily that their money could could either grow or stay the same and so going to sony and being like hey like we're willing to share this money with you you know even if you know we're used to getting a hundred thousand dollars we're willing willing to give you you know five you know whatever you know five percent ten percent twenty percent whatever the percentage is even fifty percent split why that would not be interesting to the studio. It's like, oh, we only have to do half the work and you're going to film a movie for us and we get to take money in for that? Have fun. Um, I just don't get it. I I just, I don't. As As an executive, I'd be like, listen, like, you know, Marvel Studios, you can't make the toys, you can't make the t-shirts, we do that, but make our movie and then we'll split the profits. I'd be like, no brainer. I mean... I mean, seriously, that that's all they got to do. I mean, honestly, just here's Spider-Man. We're going to make our action figures. We're going to make our our T-shirts. We're going to make our promotional materials. And you do you do the movie. Right. That's it. Win win. Everybody gets money. The toy industry is still insane. <laughs> it's It's crazy. I mean, God, if you make your movie, just, you know. Decently good. I mean, right now, posted all over Hot Topic is Corella Deville stuff. I mean, if they can hype a Disney movie in Hot Topic, you can do that with Spider Man, guaranteed. Right. I feel like they hype anything in Hot Topic nowadays. Well, it is called Hot Topic. They're doing it right. I don't know why people get upset about that. They were like, "It used to be the golf store," and I'm like, "Yeah, but they're they're keeping up. There, that's how they survived. They're not just selling chokers and chains now." <laughs> right, 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 right. Because right. I definitely remember what it was just that was that store <laughs> going to see people and shit with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they still they still have that stuff, but you're mm-hmm, appealing right. to like anime market, the pop market, uh-huh. stuff like that, and they're living up the name Hot Topic. Yeah. Oh my god! Remember those those pants that were like bell bottoms, but they were trip oh. pants. Yeah, trip pants. <laughs> yep. I never owned a pair because I it I, exactly what it sounds like. I felt like I was going to trip on them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shit hanging off trip pants. Oh, it wasn't just chains. Yeah. It was just a lot of zippers too, because it was like you could unzip it ten thousand different ways for no particular reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, some of the zippers didn't even unzip to pockets. 
<laughs> here at Commerce Collective, we're not judging you, but we, we thought it looked stupid back in the day. So, especially me from coming from the city. You know, there's, there's a shit. lot of things. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? What is there this? was there was a lot of things from every era that I'm sure our parents aren't proud of. <laughs> well, I know for us, I'm sure the there's always stuff. <laughs> a baggy pants, yeah. and big ass, long white t-shirts <laughs> for me anyway. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is almost like the antithesis of style. It's just like a pack of five white t-shirts and, and just whatever jeans you can find that were too big for you. There we go. <laughs> oh, white Took t-shirts. no effort on that one, but you know what? They were the comfy generation. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. definitely. Right. Man. <laughs> oh, definitely God. What that. else were we talking about today? I totally lost my train of thought there. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, look, look. look. Yeah, just crave, crave like. Long story short, like, so we can talk about craving and move on. Craving, hopefully, it'll do something. But like Quinn said eloquently, he's just he was always known for Spider Man. That's that's it, honestly. I mean, what else can we do? Craving? Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and do his yeah. background story. Are we gonna see the uh, chameleon before he was the chameleon? Is it going to be a spinoff that way? Are we going to see all his kids? Uh, yeah. We'll see, I guess. Right. Like, like remember, remember the rumor was going around about, like, uh, Craven was going to be a Black Panther? Do y'all remember those rumors at one point? No. Yes. No, why would that ever be a thing? <laughs> yeah, cause, because of the whole hunting thing. And they were going to put Craven as the villain and shit. And I, was, I always thought then it was stupid, too. Like, that's dumb. Because Black yeah, Panther what? really doesn't have villains, though. What? That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But the thing Let's is, give- if you make the story interesting enough, it doesn't need a villain. He doesn't need thing to uh, like a spe- uh, like a special thing to punch. Just give him, like, soldiers and whatever. Like, the fun thing about Black Panther, at least, is that you get your, like, your Game of Thrones type of shenanigans going on where, like, he might be king, but someone else is vying for that kingship. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah, that was the whole M'Baku thing. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah, for the first yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah. Now, the thing is wad. that they bl- they blew their wad. They they blew their wad on Claw. They should have waited for the second mm-hmm. movie for Claw. Mm hmm. Because that was a long stretch of time on introducing Claw a little bit here and there and then bringing him into Black Panther to, like, die. (laughs) Right. He should have had the situation, like, in the comic book where they hit the vibranium mount, he's fighting, and then he shoots or something and it hits him and then he he disappears. End of the movie, comes back, I'm alive. Uh, You know what I mean? He's like, then he's the master of sound and shit. And then that leads to part two. But they didn't (laughs) do that. They just killed him. But that's Marvel. So, like, we love yeah. Marvel. That's but cool. They I mean, every studio has their flaws. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Every studio has their assholes. flaws. Marvel is just, <laughs> yeah, right. God, I don't even think in the comics they kill their villains this much, but <laughs> no. It's like Ultimate Comics rules. It's like if you're dead, you can't come back unless you're right. a hero. Unless <laughs> you're a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we send you into a different dimension, but, uh, you're still alive. <laughs> I mean, now they're gonna or, have to introduce like time travel and stuff if we ever want to get somebody back that they like accidentally killed, <laughs> like Loki. They're like, "Oh God, we didn't mean to kill him." I mean, we, we, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. Time. 
He's from time travel. Just be the X Men. He's a variant. He's a time variant. He's not the. He's not that Loki. He's this Loki. You love him. It's the same. Oh my god. He got a deep. Oh, it just reminds me of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like somebody at Marvel like watched Legends of Tomorrow is like that. We want to do that, but not weird. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's, it's <laughs> like we can do weird, but not that weird. <laughs> he's, he's, he's somebody at Marvel. He's a good guy. He's this. Um, this is the one from the comic. Let's give him the suit and everything. Both of them for president. That's him. That's him right there. That's it. We can do it. God. <laughs> The guy. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, uh, let's let's go ahead and hop into uh, things that we've uh, been reading. Uh, Quinn, you want to kick us off? Oh God! Okay. Um, boy, just put me on the okay. spot there. All right. Um, I, I will. I'll talk about it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tag team with uh, with Sonny here on it because uh, I think you okay. read it. Uh, Hellfire, Hellfire Gala started this week. Yes. So, yeah. so the uh, did you did you get through all three issues? No, I didn't. Get, I got through. I, got, I read. Um, okay. Uh, Marauders. Marauders is really good. Um, just showing like the the the, mm-hmm. the the start of the Hellfire Gala, and they had um, all the their friends come, friends and enemies come to the gala to show a new step in mutantdom and announce the new X Men team that we already talked about before on a previous show. Um, so the Avengers get there, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four get there, um, Doctor Doom shows up, and I think he got a, like a new look because he didn't have he didn't have gauntlets. Yeah, is that like is is that what they doing with Doom now? Like he doesn't have gauntlets; he just like got the cape and like just silver uh, straight I, down. I don't know anything. Uh, it, it might Fantastic be his Four, new right? look and. I'm not reading Fantastic Four. No, God, no, uh, you can't. You couldn't pay me to read that book right now. But um, okay, I like the. I like don't the even get me started. Like no, it, but it, like, it's, it's, it's either from Fantastic Four or Guardians. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. got like this look where he doesn't look like his armor. It's just like it's him, but he got a kind of like the ultimate look. Because yeah. I always like the ultimate look. I mean, Sans the bug legs, but I always thought that was cool. But um. So they get there and they're talking yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah. And um, Emma's like, yeah, we want to bring all our people closer together. And then Iron Man shows up without an invitation because he didn't come with the Avengers through the portal. He flew there. He's like, I don't want to be teleported. No, no, no. He came, he came with an invitation. He didn't bring his invitation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he, got, he didn't come through the portal. He just he flew there. And him and uh, Kittle. That was, was the like, problem. Was they didn't like that shit. <laughs> yeah, and Tony was like, "I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care." <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, after all that went down, but yeah, the the entire yeah yeah go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say like the entire point of the book, um, Nick. If you, I, I know you haven't gotten to read anything, the entire book for Hellfire Gala is that like they're trying to bring together. Uh, like all of their former allies and their current enemies into yeah. like one space to basically be like, here's what you know we're about, and like 
kind of having a hands-off approach. Like, uh, at some point during the gala, they saw a bunch of ambassadors, like, one from, like, Russia and one from, like, another country, and they're actually, like, in the corner in Krakoa conspiring against Krakoa. And, like, one of the mutants, like, says to Emma Frost, like, hey, like, this is this is probably a problem. Are we going to, like, stop this? And they're like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to let them make their own, you know, opinion, but we can't say that we didn't show them hospitality and kindness. And, you know, if they they choose to attack our nation after that, like that's going to be on them. But, you know, we've we've uh, we've now ex- you know, essentially extended that olive, olive branch to everybody. Yeah, the olive branch. Yeah. Um, but um, so that that's really what this is all about is like just getting people in Krakoa's doors because they've been kind of secretive and almost felt like the kind of like a like a a planetary threat. Um. Yeah. It's really it's really funny because in the book too, like the Shi'ar show up. Yeah. And uh they tell Emma they they tell Emma Frost that like they brought something that she asked for. And they were and, and uh, she had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah, and it, it was funny because she's in the middle talking to Captain America and she's like she's like, We don't want people on this planet or in the galaxy to think that we're like trying to conquer earth. And then the Shi'ar guard shows up behind her. And it's like, congratulations on conquering earth. <laughs> and she's like, Oh God, no, 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 no. It's not yeah, like that. She, like, like, <laughs> she calls a brother and shit. But, uh, Can you handle this for me, please? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, there seems to be like a like any major giant party from like a from like a movie. There's all like these inner working things that are happening. Like these ambassadors are like you know conspiring against the X Men. Uh, there's like a secret shipment that's like being brought into Krakoa while this is all happening. There's like you know people trying to crash the party that like aren't supposed to be there that like could be a threat. Like Deadpool tries to show up, um, no, and then. No. What book was that? That was what that was the third book, wasn't it? Uh, no, 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 that was X Force. That was yeah, the second I didn't book. Yeah, was reading X Force. <laughs> uh, okay, that's, yeah. That's so, funny. like, you know, Deadpool tries to walk himself on the island, and then all the Hellions that were not invited specifically showed up and made an ass out of like Mister Sinister and like all the people that were invited, like Havoc and uh and uh Betty. Oh, but um. But uh, yeah, so it, it's very interesting. It's very much set up for next week, which is going to be like the actual main event, which is the X-Men book, yeah. which is going to be showing who the new team is. And I don't know what their role is going to be. I don't know if X-Men is supposed to be like a. I guess a more like human friendly team that like right. could work with the Avengers and the X-Men is, and is be X-Men more friendly I guess. Come out next week. No, 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 no. This is within Jonathan Hickman's run. Jonathan Hickman's run on X-Men ends at the end of Hellfire Gala so that in the fall he can do his event in Inferno. Okay. Which, Nick, have you... Nick, you're reading X-Men, right? Hmm? Okay. So what Jonathan Hickman has teased in the last X-Men issue, which I assume you need to read... But uh, it brings back up that whole thing from House of X and Powers of Ten, uh-huh. where um, uh, Mystique's lover, died, you know, how she died and they were basically like, oh, yeah, we'll bring her back eventually. And they're like, no, we won't. We actually won't. We're not going to bring her back. 
she's too powerful we we can't mm-hmm. do that uh that is apparently all going to come to fruition in the fall in a in, in i guess it's in event called inferno uh, so they're going to bring that back and Moira, Mertag- uh, Moira Mertaggart can't speak tonight, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, so I guess that's I, that is where I'm assuming that all this X-Men stuff is going to wrap up in. For John the Hickman stuff, I should say. Right. Like the books might still keep going, but his like whole X-Men plan is going to end in that book. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. But a uh, Hellfire Gala seems to be like the last event before the finale, which would be Inferno. Okay. Um but Hellfire Gala feels more uh fun. More fun than action. Where X's swords was like all like you know, testosterone and swords and crazy shit. Um this <laughs> one's gonna be more of like getting to know all of the different teams and and laying out what the future is going to look like for the X-Men and uh and and then that's going to lead us into Inferno. But uh yeah. Yeah, um so that that is mainly where I wanted to talk about in terms of weekly books. I also read another book and I feel like we always talk about positive things, so I'm going to talk about one negative I read this week. Um I wasn't a big fan of uh, I was pretty excited for this series that was coming out by image. Uh, first trade paperback came out. It's called Homesick Pilots. Um, it's by this guy, Dan Waters, who did a couple of books over at Vertigo that I cannot remember who what it was. He did Lucifer and he did a couple of other things. Um, but um, yeah, this book was about essentially like uh, this girl like goes into this haunted house, like her band, the homesick pilots are trying to play like a like an indie grunge show um, at this house. And uh, she ends up being turned into a ghost herself. And like her whole entire thing that she has to do is go and uh, and retrieve objects that people have stolen from the house that have been haunted to like make the house complete. And uh, as much as that premise sounds probably interesting, uh, execution was just kind of not there. And by the end of the book, you had a giant house on legs fighting. Ghostbusters, kind of. It, it was weird. Oh. <laughs> that was fucking weird. What? what? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it. Yeah, it. it was really interesting until like the end game happened. Mm-hmm. And like the house was complete. And then like this girl thought the house was just like misunderstood like her. And like, you know, if she put all these ghosts back in their place, like things would be OK. And then obviously, no, like it's it's evil shit. It's a it's haunted house. Um, And then that's when things get like really weird. And I was like, ah, so like promptly put that in my giant stack of books to go turn back into the comic book store. So <laughs> bring it to bring it tomorrow. Let me read it. <laughs> Okay. Is it, is it a trade or is this like a one-off story? It's a trade. Or? It's the first. Fi- no, nah, it's a trade. It's the first five issues, and then there was a to be continued, and I was like, nope, and just oh, like put it on my like no thank you shelf. Yeah. <laughs> no thank you shelf. No thank you. Yeah. Shelf. No, I I did. It's funny. I, I've bought a lot of books about ghosts lately for some reason, unintentionally. But uh, uh-huh. uh, the guy who's currently writing the Flash that you guys have been reading for like the last what three years. Uh, his first book ever was at Image. It was called Ghosted. 
And uh, I've only read like the first issue so far, but it's about this guy who's like broken out of prison because he was a like an occult finder. Like he was essentially the, like the Indiana Jones of occult world. And this um, and this and this very rich guy has tasked him to put a team together to like retrieve this like you know this like haunted artifact or whatever to put within his collection of like I, I guess he collects things and like he's he's collect he's gotten everything he wanted from this physical world he, he has everything he could possibly ever want but this is like the one thing he couldn't put his hands on and so uh, I don't know where it's going but it's already really bloody like the beginning of it starts out with like a prison riot and like people are being like shanked and killed by like these soldiers breaking him out of prison Okay, uh, and it was it was it was pretty it was pretty wild, but cool. uh, I've I've told you about Nailbiter, and that was his second series from Image, so he's no stranger to gore, which is why I thought it was weird he was on Flash to begin with. But yeah, <laughs> have brought one of Flash but, crazy uh, villains in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he's no stranger to horror. That's why I like his stuff. But uh, yeah, Nick, uh, what have you been reading, man? I, I know you've had limited time, but um, so I was able to get through the first issue of Wonder Woman Infinite Frontier with fuck, I can never I always get her mixed up. Nubia? Yes. No? Okay. No? Yes. Or is the, Brazil- it your... the Brazilian one. Oh uh what's her name? Your something? Your, your, yeah, Yara. Yara. There we go. I read that mm-hmm. and then the first issue of Gotham Future State. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like the book that came out after all the Future State stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Wonder Woman, very good. I am a strong believer that Yara should just be Wonder Woman. I'm sick of Wonder Woman. Let's just yeah. Let's just replace her with Yara okay. because Yara has the with her in the Future State stuff and even this, it's kind of got like a Deadpool feel where it's like a. uh what do you call it? Like an interacting with the, the breaking, viewer breaking a, or the, breaking a the reader. Wall. Thank breaking you. A full wall. Is she um, like insane or I, I don't know anything about her. No, it's not. It's not as consistent as Deadpool, but it's very like little things here and there that hmm. come out. But I mean, it, it's really cool. Um, I like it specifically for that, but also I also like it to, to see where it's going to go. You know, um, as far I mean, as go ahead, I was going to say, maybe I should have read that one. I, I read through uh, my project last week was reading through all of Wonder Woman, Earth One, and I was left like defeated after those books. Like I was like, I never want to read Wonder Woman ever again. Yeah, uh, it's, it's some good I mean, I've never read that day, but <laughs> oh, my God. Like I, I told Willie, I said, "Listen, man. Like I'm all for feminism, but this just felt like a straight up sexist book. Like I, I just felt like dirty being a man after reading this book." But yeah, when I told you that, you thought I was crazy. Well, that first volume really didn't convey it, but that second and that third one, man, they fucking drove it into the ground. But oof, that was the first thing from Grant Morrison. I was like, oh, buddy, like I, I, I didn't even finish the third volume. I was like 20 pages left and I was just like, you know what? The same for me. Or I'm, for, I'm, for, I'm forcing myself through this, but oof. maybe I'll give that one a shot. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's, it, it's really good. I mean, the first book is just a buildup of her traveling to Brazil 
and then showing other uh, places like Themyscira. And it looks like there's a war that's brewing. So we'll see what happens with that. In Themyscira? Um, just between Themyscira or the other places. Uh, the, the Themyscira. Um, Bang Madol. Uh, Themyscira, yeah, Bang Madol and Mount Olympus. Oh, okay. What's the other one? Yeah, so it looks like there's a war boom, but going on between all of them, and uh, I'm sure uh, Yara will be in the middle of it. But uh, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say they, they're they're kind of directionless right now. Like Wonder Woman's not in the picture. Mm-hmm. You're saying she's in Brazil, mm-hmm. and Queen Hippolyta is in uh, a whole other world right now. So like, I, I don't even know who is like leading the pack for Amazonians right now. Um, uh, what's um, name? um, shit, uh, sister, Wonder Woman's sister, Nubia, she's the queen. Oh, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah Nubia, yeah, 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 yeah um, Nubia's the queen right now. The one I keep getting Yara mixed up with, yeah, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for that. And then Gotham was pretty good, um, it wasn't what I was necessarily expecting, but it's pretty cool. Essentially, Red Hood has. Uh, become a peacekeeper undercover. Uh, if Willie or Sonny, if you've read the future state stuff, any of it, so essentially, I mean, I just read a, the new, I haven't read the new uh, Red Hood one, but I read everything else. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, essentially, Red Hood's undercover as a peacekeeper, and we don't have complete confirmation, but he's talking to somebody in the shadows that's a hunter. 99% probably Batman. We don't see who it is, but then uh he's uh essentially has this big fight with him and wants to do his own thing and then he goes to meet up with uh everybody like Nightwing and uh is it still Barbara Future State Nightwing? And... Yes, it's still okay. Future State Nightwing. Right. Yeah, uh, Nightwing and just everybody. Pretty much, there's everybody from the Batman family on the roof, and he's just like, "This is a family meeting," and like some shit. But we'll see where that goes. <laughs> it, it, it was again, you know, Doesn't obviously sound like a great review. <laughs> I'm terrible at reviewing this stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah man. I mean, the, the first issue again, it was just, it was, just, it was just a build up, just like the other thing for uh, Wonder Woman. You know, just essentially him showing that the peacekeepers don't trust him, but um, there's somebody higher up in the peacekeeper core or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it that does trust him and wants to put him on board. So we'll see I what saw, happens. I is saw that the next Batman is also getting a, a book. Another, another one. book. Another what is one. it? Yeah. Well, it's getting another book. The, uh, the, the next, next Batman. Jace Fox. Oh, aside from the second song? Yeah, apparently yeah, there's now going to be like a third volume. Yeah. I mean, I can, dude, I can see that. I'm, I'm fair, thoroughly enjoying the second song uh, books. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonny, you've read, have you read them? The, the second song? Th- has the third, yeah. Has the third one come out? I've only read the second one. No, not yet. They just announced that they were going to do another series. So. But I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm digging. Um, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say I'm really digging the suit that he has in the second book. I like the the, the first suit. I mean, which one? 
not the Justice League one, but the, his his new suit. I mean, his his yeah, original yeah, his suit. New suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he had the the mouth plate. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't yeah. like the new one. I like the I like that uh, one. I gotcha. You don't I'm like the, the new one? I don't like the one from Justice League. I like, League the, I like the new one. The, did you? I didn't like that one. I like the one when he had the mask because then you didn't know who he was. Where he had to say I mean, mouth yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. But I, I just like the fact that finally we have a Batman who can fucking fly instead of grapple everywhere. I mute my thing because I got kids with alarms going off. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, I had to look it up. Um, so the name of this one is not called the next Batman is called I am Batman and it's number zero is coming out. I don't know when. Reading is hard, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's coming out August 10th. So okay. not 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 too long from now. No. Um, uh, jokes on all of us, though. Still a four ninety nine book. Oh, joke is on me. All of you suck. The joke is on me. I, like <laughs> when I go to pick up my books and it's been three weeks. Like, you don't want to know. I'm you just getting them on. I'm, get, I'm getting them in trade. So yeah. Whenever they come out, I'll get them in trade. Dude, can I? Yeah, I don't know if I've already had this conversation on the podcast. Yeah, I don't even know if I've already had this conversation on the podcast or just individually with you guys, like a bunch. But uh, boy, I'm I'm so almost done with this Justice League comic. Like, I think that is the only thing I am reading monthly currently from DC, Mm -hmm. and I think that's even going to be dropped. Um, it's just irritating that I'm spending money, more money, on Mm -hmm. something that I don't want. Uh, with the backup story taking up half the book and then what is presented to me in justice league is not enough time to do anything so it's like a quick conversation and then like a a reveal and then it ends and then the next book it's like a couple punches are being are being thrown a conversation is had another reveal well that's that's my frustration too like even with batman's second son there's uh the, there's another book inside of it. Like they keep packing these, or was it Second Son? No, not Second Son. Um, the new Batman books. Um, are you talking like, about the? You're not oh, talking the, about the Legends of the Dark Knight, are you? The backup stories and shit. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, just the the continuing Batman books, like Batman 108 had uh the regular story and then it also has the other story with um the f- ghostmaker i'm just like dude uh, if i, I want a ghostmaker book <laughs> if i want a ghostmaker book i'll go buy a ghostmaker book if you make one but don't throw it in my batman book and yeah. say you got to pay yeah. an extra three dollars be- to re- get something that you don't fucking want you know yeah. and that's that's so, what yeah kind of, that that's what, and mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel almost embarrassed. Like, like, let's just say Sonny tomorrow got his big break and he's drawing a book mm-hmm. on DC. Like on the cover, I know no one that's listening to our podcast can see it, but like the words where the name is being printed for like who's doing the backup stories is so minuscule. I'm surprised they even just put it on the page at all. I'm like, I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nick is showing me right now how tiny these things are. It's like, oh, also there's this creative also, team. I would be so <laughs> mad. I would be so I would be so mad if I was that guy who was doing Justice League Dark. It's Rom V and somebody else. The uh, art, the art, and the writing is probably okay if you like those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I just have no cares for DC's mystical side. I don't. But uh, I, I would feel almost embarrassed that like I spent like who knows how many hours of my time writing or drawing this thing for my name to barely be on the cover and be an afterthought in the back of a bigger book. I mean, to put it in perspective, it's like the when you see the commercial for uh cell phone or something else and then mm-hmm. or here we go you see a commercial for one of those drugs that's gonna cure your uh digestive problems right. or your outrageous disease and then at the bottom of the screen is that tiny tiny writing that they read so fast and you're just like what that's yeah. what the, that's what this writing is like on the front of the cover yeah it's it's sad you know what i can't say i can't say it's just dc either because no. this week i was pissed off because again hellfire gala came out mm-hmm. there were three issues that came out all in the same week but only mm-hmm. one of them was 4.99 and it was the first one not because it had more pages but mm-hmm. because <laughs> ugh can't speak half of the book oh no i had like uh like that form in the back of your throat it was gross <laughs> um i felt like i was gonna choke but i didn't um it, half of the book was a reprint of an old Hell, hellfire gala mm-hmm. from like one, yeah. Yeah. nine from like what 1970 something uh i think it was either 79 or 80 Cause I remember Here's that. the thing. I if I want to buy that book for a dollar, then let me go buy that book for a dollar. Don't make me buy it because I want to buy your new issue. Right. Exactly. Well, see, that's, well, that story ridiculous. had purpose, though. That, that was the thing. The story had purpose because it showed like um, I didn't it read it and I don't feel like I missed anything, though. <laughs> it showed the original Hellfire Club members uh, with their original galas. And that's why that's part of the reason why Emma wanted to change the way you know the gallows were because they was all snooty walking around with their hands behind their back like hmm, hello sir dude doing today whereas though that one was like a party in in uh you know nowadays anyway those type of parties nowadays yeah yeah but, but yeah, um, yeah, i get what you're saying when they bad stuff in there and shit it's yeah you know, it's kind of redundant when they do that just just don't pay that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to pay eight dollars for a book or five, six dollars for one book. And you can give me a throw throwaway story that could have just been in his own story. Yeah, and it makes me think too, especially for DC comics, because Marvel only does it every once in a while, especially with like one shots. But for yes. DC stories, let's just say that they wanted to collect. They usually collect issues like one through five or one through six of a series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they going to have to are they going to have to collect like 12 issues in order to get a normal size trade paperback now? If there's less pages. Well, well because Justice League, the, there's not. But it, go ahead. I was just going to say that I wouldn't say there's less pages because this Batman 108 book is is it's pretty thick. So I wouldn't okay. say there's less pages. I would just say 
they know for just Justice League, there's not there's not 24 pages of a Justice League story there. No. I can tell you that for sure. Now there's there's I think there's like 12. What is 24 pages in total, but it's it's 12 for Justice League, 12 for Justice League Dark. But they did that with uh, in New 52 when they had the Justice League book and they had the Shazam and Shazam got his own trade paperback. Because remember, Sh- Shazam yeah. was the backup. And uh, I, actually, I didn't even fucking yeah. buy it. I should have bought it. I didn't. But um, yeah, they had it. They had it at Alex Quinn. Um, but yeah. They, that was the backup for that. So they yeah, I've, owned, that. I've owned that. I've owned that trade paperback forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even think about buying it. I thought I bought it. I, I had to get it this week. But yeah, I mean that'd be interesting if they do that. They split yeah. up the story, like they have that Ghostmaker, and you have a trade for it, and then the, based on the popularity, if it sells well, they oh, let's give them a book. There you go, Nick. I know how much you really, really want that Ghostmaker book. Twenty four ninety nine, three issues, my friend. <laughs> that'd be that'd, yeah, that'd be a problem. But it goes make us a cool character. I like him. Yeah, like I really, I really want to get into that deceased book, but I can't make myself buy that Unkillables book. And mm-hmm. now they're soliciting for the other digital only book that's also going to be in hardcover. That's only like three issues for twenty five dollars. But uh, fuck the digital God. shit. Yeah, ignore the digital stuff. Unkillables, the main story, and the and the, the return story. Ignore the other one. Yeah, I have a problem with the first and the second book because those are actually like six to eight issues for the same price. That's the thing mm-hmm. is that like they're not more expensive than the Unkillables book. The Unkillables book is just pricey for whatever. Oh, <laughs> for whatever sake, we, you can afford it. We all good. It's all good. You can afford it. So it's a good store. It's not that I can afford it. It's a it's a principle of a thing. <laughs> Principalities in this shit. Principalities. <laughs> yeah, I still to uh, to uh, close it up here, Sonny. What what uh, what'd you read, buddy? Um, brothers, I haven't read. I, uh, I just read the uh, Marauders book this week. Um, haven't read read anything. Has been too busy. Playing video oh, yeah. games and talking about board games and shit. <laughs> and getting this computer thing worked out. Hey, man. A man with two hobbies. Too many Modern. hobbies, I should <laughs> say. Yeah, thank you. That's, oh, yeah, because was... you want to see all these fucking <laughs> pops I got on my table right now? I got Roman Sionis. <laughs> fucking no. Abomination to Black Mask. You can have that, brother. Black Canary. <laughs> I, I, at least more. you liked that movie. I didn't. Static okay. Shock. And Static Shock. See, that's <laughs> the one that, that counts. <laughs> okay. Deadpool. Oh, the 7-Eleven version. Okay. 7-Eleven version. And then... Dozens of the other in his hand, let's be honest, or Slurpee. <laughs> I wish he had a Slurpee in his hand, but... Yeah, I have too many. No, nah, you should have had Taquito in his hand. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, man. oh, if you do like right the now, amount you of dollar. I feel like the amount of pops and figures that you buy, uh, Sonny equals the amount of camera stuff that I end up buying. Probably. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably. Because I still haven't got some. It's some pops that. I don't have 
that Quinn know about like the 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 double feature pops when it's like um like mm-hmm. Hulk and Hulkbuster. I don't have that yet. I want that. Um they have a Venom and Spider-Man yeah. is based off the McFarlane cover where he's like standing over him and he got blood in his hands. I want that one. That's like a $65 pop. Cause it, it didn't come out a lot. Did I, did I guys tell you did I tell you guys I have an uninten- I have an unintentional collection I've been starting. No, you didn't. Okay, I'm not, no, I'm not oh, of pops. Uh, so, so my girlfriend is apparently like way too good at Japanese claw machines. And so like every couple of weeks I'll like come over and she's like, hey, I, I want another Dragon Ball Z statue that I have no interest in. And so I have like so I have a Majin Vegeta that's like this big. I have like a blue Goku that's like gigantic. And then like I think next week she has like a super I think it's Super Saiyan 2 Goku with like the halo on his head. Bitch, and, I will like, fucking pay you for and, those. And like she and she just like keep what she's unintentionally winning them. She's just like, oh, I don't know. I had coins to spend and I was like, oh, I'll just try this machine. Then I ended up winning it. And I'm just like. Mm. Okay, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I have this unintentional uh, statue buildup that's going to be coming through. (laughs) That's going to come over there, put put the put the little things on your wall so you can hang them up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's cool because they come with like stands and stuff, and you got to like snap them all together. Like, oh my god, the the Majin Vegeta came in like a million and one pieces. It was like just him, but then all these lightning effects coming out of his arms and his legs. It was kind of nuts, but beautiful. I have to take a picture. I have that pop too. (laughs) Majin Vegeta pop. (laughs) Oh boy. So we're putting the collective in Comics Collective here. Oh yeah, we we have a fucking problem. This bad. But anyway, my name's Quinn. I'm Nick. And this is Sunny, and this is Comics Collective. See you guys later. Hey, Craig. Oh. Hey, Craig the Creek. Hey. <laughs>